0: Welcome to SF Site Audio. For this review, we're listening to One Was Stubborn by L. Ron Hubbard. Every time I listen to one of these Pulp Fiction stories from Galaxy Audio, I get so lost in the story that I forget where I am. I was driving around the other day while listening to this book and became so engrossed that I forgot completely where I was supposed to be going. The audio production in these audiobooks is superb. Everything from the acting, the incidental music, and the sound effects are perfectly produced. The voice acting in these stories carry the sound of the old-fashioned radio shows with larger-than-life characters. It comes a lot from the style of writing that L. Ron Hubbard used when writing for the Pulps. The characters and their dialogue at first may seem cheesy, but when taken as a whole, some of the stories just would not work without that cheese factor. The cheese factor actually is what makes the stories fun. So don't think of cheesy as a bad thing. Quite the opposite. No one could learn for some time where he had been born or whether he had any people alive.
1: And then one day, with a rock-jawed glare at my insistence, he said, My mother and father have yet to be born. If I have any ancestors living in this country now, I'm positive I won't see them. The place I was born will not be built for another 300 years. And when I was born in it, it was already 250 years old. It is gone because it has yet to exist. It will be gone thereafter because it will cease to exist.
0: The incidental music that occurs between the chapters or sections in the story was composed specifically for the entire run of Golden Age stories from Galaxy Audio. Galaxy Audio has gathered all the short stories and novellas written by L. Ron Hubbard during the 30s through the 50s and have been releasing them as audio pulps. The audiobooks also have a paperback pulp version for those who want the books. The music is just over the top and subtle at the same time, just perfect. For these stories,
1: George Smiley can have the universe for all I ever care.
0: The sound effects are placed subtly throughout the stories. They don't overwhelm the listener with sound, but they move the story along. At times, I would hear the effects and appreciate the subtlety of letting me know when a rocket was blasting off, for example, but not detracting from the dialogue or narration. Pettigrew got a ship! There! Carpdyke was stunned. He ran forward and then was slammed back into the door by the recoil blast of the Star Guide. One moment there was a ship, the next there was the dust. Pettigrew was gone. You sure that was Pettigrew? I seen him! This audio pulp consists of three stories from the golden age of pulp fiction. The first one, One Was Stubborn. This story was originally published in Unknown Fantasy Fiction in October of 1940 under the pseudonym René Lafayette. It's a simple tale about a man unwilling to watch the world as he knows it vanish. The main character, Old Shellback, is the most stubborn man in the universe, and he goes in for an eye exam, but the doctor's computer says he's depressed and should see the new messiah that is changing the world. Old Shellback simply wants glasses because he can't believe what he's seeing. The messiah tells Shellback he needs to conform and believe everything or the entire world will not believe in him. Once the population stops believing in Shellback, everything disappears. Shellback discovers that to create his world, he needs to simply think it into existence and then believe in it. Well, the Messiah does not want Shellback to recreate the world, and he tries to stop him. The next story A Can of Vacuum. This one was originally published in Astounding Science Fiction, December 1949. It's a fun story about. Practical jokes. Now this one brought out some fun memories of my Navy days. When someone was new to a ship, the old salts would uh, have fun with the newbie by sending them on errands that were basically practical jokes. You know, errands like fetching a bucket of relative bearing grease. You know, all bearings need grease, but in the Navy, a relative bearing, that's where an object is in relation to yourself or the ship so no grease needed, or maybe send the newbie after three feet of water line. Well, the Navy term line refers to rope or string. But the water line, that's the point on the ship that above that line is above the water, and below that line, on the hull, is below the water. Well, in this story, a new ensign assigned to a space station is sent to gather a quart of Rudy Rays. The chief that sends him on this fool's errand is surprised when he finds the ensign blasting off into space. Soon, the rocket is lost, and the chief is in trouble for sending the young man out alone as a practical joke. But the ensign comes back, and the surprise is what happens next. And the final story in this collection, 240,000 miles straight up. Now this one was originally published in Thrilling Wonder Stories, December 1948. And it tells the tale of the importance of the USA being the first to land on the moon. Well, after partying on the night before he is to be the first man on the moon, First Lieutenant Cannon, Angel Gray, wakes up with a killer of a hangover. Just as the rocket is about to launch, the ground crew look up at the moon and see the letters USSR written on the moon. The USA is not the first on the moon, it's the Russians. This closes down the U.S. space program, and soon the Ruskis have nuclear missiles aimed at the Earth from the moon. The USSR is then overthrown by the commander on the moon, and he calls himself the ruler of Earth. When some supplies are needed, Angel is called to man a mission to the moon to possibly overthrow the leader. Can the USA regain power? Listen to this exciting tale and find out. L. Ron Hubbard wrote many stories that were published in the old pulp magazines of the mid-20th century, and thanks to Galaxy Audio and Galaxy Press, these Golden Age stories can be enjoyed today. Reviewing for SF Site, I'm Gil T. Wilson.